Support for this podcast comes from Carafi. If you're an in-house talent acquisition professional hoping to step into a more senior role, the Talent Ed Growth Programme by Carafi will accelerate that process. You'll learn how to scientifically measure the performance of your TA function and walk away with knowledge, confidence and templates to transform the way your business and line management view you. You'll have a more strategic view of TA, increasing your value and ensuring you're first in line for a promotion. And if you're already a senior in-house TA leader, Talent Ed is a fantastic way to upskill your TA team to become more strategic and proactive. They'll be able to pick up more of what you do, so you'll have more time to focus on the parts of your role that you really enjoy. And it's a fantastic way to show your commitment to their learning and development, equipping them for promotions into more senior roles. Book your free 20-minute taster session and find out if Talent Ed is right for you and or your team at get-talented.com. That's get-talented.com. <laughs> There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 493 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Talent acquisition is continuing to grow in complexity. Technology is becoming more disruptive. Recruiting methodologies are getting more sophisticated and data and analytics are becoming more important. It's not surprising then that the skill set of TA teams is diversifying and the role of TA operations is becoming more developed. So how can TA leaders demonstrate the value of TA ops and how can it inform hiring strategies? My guest this week is Mark Jenkins, Talent Acquisition Operations Manager at Product Madness. Mark's role involves improving recruiting and hiring efficiency through process improvements, streamlined funnels and digital transformation. He has lots of insights and advice to share about the growing value of TA Ops. Hi Mark and welcome to the podcast. Hey Matt, nice to be here. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Yeah, of course. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Mark Jenkins. Um, outside of work, huge football fan. Um, inside of work, I, I would say eight plus years experience as a TA professional. During that time, I've I've worked at both on agency as well as in-house. Since joining Product Madness in August, this is my first TA role where I haven't led a team um, and where I've not been accountable or held accountable for hiring. Uh, so I'm working as a TA ops manager at Product Madness. And for those who are unfamiliar with us, we're one of the world's largest mobile game studios with a global presence and today a top grossing leader in social casino mobile games. Now, some people listening will be familiar with talent ops or, or even, you know, even work in that kind of operation side, but lots of people won't be. Tell us a bit more about what you actually do and how you work with the rest of the, the talent and recruiting team. Yeah, of course. So I'd say TA ops and efficiencies that were made, you know, it aren't just around 
or about filling open positions faster. Uh, a TA person, in, in my case, it's an individual contributor role or a function uh, in, in some organizations can have a major impact on organizations' bottom line. Um, I would say a couple of those examples would be either better retention and in, improved diversity. An example around the, the better retention side, so a smooth and efficient recruitment onboarding process can lead to increased candidate satisfaction, um, which can then translate into you know better retention rates. And then when we put that into our TA's perspective uh, and our TA teams, it means fewer open, you know, the backfill replacement positions to fill. And then from an ROI perspective, it would mean a, a lower cost for hire over time. From from the improved diversity side, you know, by streamlining the recruitment processes, uh, using data analytics to inform your decisions, we can then work to uh, eliminate unconscious bias, uh, improve diversity within our organisation. And then this can lead to a more diverse, inclusive team, which, as we all know, has a, a positive impact on creativity and innovation. Back to your question on how I then work with the rest of the team. Well, we're always looking for continuous improvements in recruitment and, and hiring efficiencies that may be through process improvements, streamlining uh, the funnels, digital transformation. And I can't solely do that alone. So it's always working with a TA director, the TA leads, TA partners, but also it could be the, the wider, you know, PNC, uh, people and culture business or HRBPs and anyone else that's part of that impact um, by that process. What we then do is work in kind of like working groups, if you like, in, in order to try and uh, solve that challenge um, that, that is causing an issue. And potentially that could then also mean, you know, whether it's a short time to fill, reduce cost high, improve candidate, hiring manager experience. I'd say the main part, again, another main part of a TA ops person's role is de-siloing data and information so it's all in one central place. We found that that's then leading to improved communication among with hiring managers because we've now all got a standardization approach. We've defined our terminology and metrics. And and between the TA and broader business, it's unlocking that full potential, uh, therefore seeing uh, full ROI of all recruitment tools and technologies. Fantastic stuff. And I, I want to kind of dive into bits and pieces of that as we sort of move through the conversation. Before we do, though, I just wanted to ask you a very specific question about technology and automation. One of the things that we've seen in the last two years, three years, particularly, I suppose, in the last uh, in the last sort of 12 months, is more and more organizations trying to automate their TA process, bringing technology in to, to do that. How important is the role that you do for organizations that are trying to automate talent acquisition or aspects of talent acquisition? Yeah, I'd say there's there's many benefits to to automation, and we all are aware of it. So we're we're aware that it can help minimise you know times and costs associated to recruitment processes by automating you know repetitive tasks, you know scheduled interviews or sending out recruitment marketing comms to your your talent pipelines that we've all built. I, I would say that automation also allows us to have that more data driven decision making, which can then help to identify um, potentially most suitable candidates by analysing their their qualification, skills, experience, or, or even more uh, from like the efficiency side. Um, and it can also then help to improve overall candidate experience by providing them with um, you know, relevant, timely uh, information throughout the process. We know it can definitely save time and resources for recruiters, allows them to focus on more strategic aspects of recruiting. 
But I would also add that automation alone without reviewing your internal processes will likely to end badly. Um, we all know that you know, if you hope that that new shiny bit of tech will resolve your problems by adding automation, you're, you're just going to get bad things done much faster than what you did before. Uh, and that's where I would say my role more comes in um, to look at the, the current processes that you've got in place to then work with uh, wider business partners to then look at um, solutions uh, and recommended uh, processes. Digging into that process improvement bit, you gave us a kind of an overview of the kind of work that you do there. Just to dive into that a bit deeper, tell us more about how you drive value through process improvement. You know, what are the steps? What have you what have you done? What results have you seen? Yeah, so more more recent example at Product Commanders, we looked at a, a particular process which was lever backfill. Um, so when a, an employee unfortunately decides to resign and leave our organization all the way through to um, looking at backfilling that incumbent person. So that whole process um, together was to get everyone involved uh, who has touch points throughout that process um, and get them in that working group. What's really important is mapping out the current process, not your ideal process, but ma- uh, map out the current one that's taking place. So for every activity that happens, e.g. the employee resigns, what then happens next is obviously there's a conversation with the hiring manager um, and potentially with a TA partner or a member of HR to say, well, are we going to backfill this person, i.e. like for like, so same location, same career grade, uh, salary, etc., because that's what you've budgeted. Do we need um, a different skill set, so a higher career level grade or a more junior person? Is it in the same country, etc.? So what you do is you map out every single one of those interactions that you have. Again, whether it's an email, whether it's a Slack message, etc. What we then do is identify what's a value-added task. So something that that process absolutely needs in order for it to, to, to go through correctly. But then also you start to identify the non-value-added tasks that have, been do, uh, that have been taking place. What we then also do is look at time waiting between activity because we all know that you know we're on zoom calls or at bau etc so you don't always get an immediate response once you've mapped out that full process you then step back and take a look um, and look at the end-to-end process calculate all the the waiting times that are done for every single uh, activity as i mentioned and then what you're then doing by doing that is um, when you're creating a new process afterwards you can then measure success against each other So what we identified that in one particular location for this process, it was taking 27 working days um, to go from end to end, which was too long, basically. So now what we've done is when we've created this new process by looking at the value-added tasks only, reducing some of the waiting times, it's now already five days, five working days. So we saved the business 22 working days there. What we've then been able to do is then work out the savings of uh, all the employees involved in that particular task and then put it into a monetary value so that we can then, every time that we do this process, we can then demonstrate how much we've saved. And and what we've done for it is the average cost of employee. So revenue divided by employees is is that average there that we've used and then worked out by all the working times that we've done is, is work out the cost saving that we've done per employee involved in that in that process. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. 
when Olo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. I suppose that brings me nicely onto my next question about data and analytics and, um, you know, some of the things you do. You mentioned that, you know, it's part of your role to get all the data in one place and make make sense of it. Tell us a bit more about that. Tell us about what exactly what data you think is kind of most useful for TA teams in 2023. Yeah, of course. So those people that do know me know me as a bit of a data geek. So I love doing the research on industry benchmarks whether that's knowing the, the offer acceptance rate, for example, in tech is 70% versus non-tech is 86%, or the number of reaches that you have to do to candidates to get your offer accept. So if it's inbound, it's normally around 87. If it's uh, outbound, it's like you're around 23. Um, those particular stats that I used just then is from a report that was produced by GEM. Uh, I believe it was in July um, last year. Other kind of reports that I look at, uh, you know, Workable have got a Pulse um, report that they bring out. And again, it's more updated because it's done, I believe, every month. So I'm always looking at reports like that. And then from that, using that information, that data, it then helps tell a story. So where are we as an organization performing versus industry benchmarks? And then sharing that internally, not only with the TA team, but wider business as well. Now, if we're not hitting one of those industry benchmarks, there's a a report that I like, which is the, the pass-through rate report. Um, and what that essentially does is measures uh, the number of candidates, applications that are passed through each of the recruitment stages that we've got. Um, but also you can dive down a little bit deeper is not only, you know, where are people getting dispositioned or rejected at what stage, how long have they spent at that particular time? And I find that a really powerful piece of information because what I can then do is it will help me identify and draw my attention to specific opportunities to which to organize our TA funnel. How do you, I suppose, bring that out to really kind of help shape the hiring strategy of the business? Is that something that you think is the role of uh, TA ops? Yeah, definitely. And I think there's analytic tools that are out there um, that can help you do this. So at PM, we use one called um, by Horsefly. So essentially what you can do is in a couple of minutes you can it provides you with a snapshot basically of like the talent market for the job and skill you're searching for you can then compare that salary the supply versus demand for any um of the set of skills gender experience level or job title and then what the ta function can then do is now they've got this information is one they become more credible um, but also more consultive function because they're now providing solutions to what might have been a challenge for a stakeholder that might want a software engineer in the UK, for example, you can use this tool to identify, um, like I mentioned, the, the supply and demand in another country or another uh, location that your organization works in. And then really 
provide those kind of insights to say, look, you, if you want this person with that skill set, you can do, but it's going to be very challenging in the UK. Whereas if you go to uh, elsewhere in Europe, you'll be able to identify that there's there's more uh, supply, so there's more candidates than what there is demand for that particular skill set. Um, and then you can just shift your focus on you know, where to start sourcing, what skills you need to do for from that aspect as well. So it's obviously January 2023, very interesting, if that's the right word, time for talent acquisition, global economies, uh, all these kind of things, lots of very confusing, confusing narratives and messages around. From your perspective, what do you think the biggest challenges are going to be for talent acquisition this year? I would say it can definitely vary a you know, number of factors, as you mentioned, you know, what tech's available, impact of potential global changes, or you know, even the evolving expectations of a workforce. What I'd love to see is uh, more TA functions having a, a TA ops person or team involved uh, within their org structure, uh, just because some of the stuff that we've discovered today um, and, and had a conversation around today, um, you can really bring in an ROI from that perspective. Um, I, I would say that we know that technology will continue to advance. Uh, it's likely that TA teams will increasingly turn to automation, AI tools to help streamline, uh, improve processes, you know, recruiting, onboarding, performance management, whatever it may be. But I think that can then also raise the question of, well, how do we keep the human touch and personalization in recruitment? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, personalization is kind of, it's almost my favorite topic, basically, in terms of uh, how we get that kind of balance right between humans and machines and all those kind of things. I, I suppose as a final question, how, how do you think that's going to pan out in the future? What does the, and what does the future of your role look like? I would really love, like, as I mentioned, I'd love more TA functions uh, to, to incorporate a TA ops person. Just because of the, being in the position previously, you, you understand like the bandwidth um, and, and then when you're trying to look at those continuous improvements all the time, it's not always easy to do so because you're more focused on you know, the number of hires that you need to do, by which time, et cetera, because then you're creating that, you know, the, the cost of the empty chair argument of, well, you're now costing the business rather than providing a resource for it by not recruiting us uh, in the right time. So uh, my, my, one, my one ask would be, yeah, definitely do a business case for, for those who haven't um, to, to get a TA ops person involved. Um, because you're, you may be surprised the number of efficiencies or uh, ROIs that they could definitely provide. Mark, thank you very much for talking to me. Matt, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Mark. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast, and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me.